morning, everyone. It is Monday morning. One of my favorite shows is New Amsterdam with Ryan Eggold playing the role of a hospital director, Max Goodwin. His main line is, how can I help? And he offers unique solutions that may not have been tried before. In the first episode, he says, I work for you so you can work for your patients. Excellent leadership. Would you agree? Perhaps this is week two. While week one was a whirlwind of activity and getting to know your students, week two is time to tighten up those procedures and routines that aren't working yet. Resetting can take place as often as you need before things start to feel out of control. I find it valuable to reflect on how it's going and which problems are in the way. In this episode, I'll offer you a few solutions for the first weeks of school, ways to begin or to continue with good habits. As the weeks turn into months, it's so easy to fall back into old habits and ways of doing things. Some small details from last year. Students were talking during work time and teachers would say, why are you talking? Are we supposed to be talking now? What does the board say? What are you supposed to be doing right now? Lots of questions that take time And we often give wait time to students while they shrug their shoulders, say, I don't know. Instead, find a few choice words to remind students of the expectation and use it like a broken record. We are working quietly. Our voices are at zero. Read the board. There's no better way to instill a habit than to put it on repeat. They honestly don't have an answer for why they are talking or why they cut their classmates' hair. It was there, they had scissors, and they did it. For so many of our youngest students, this is their first social experience outside of their home. For students continually not following a clear expectation, uh, perhaps out of their seat, wandering around the classroom, talking to others, getting a tissue and talking to others, sharpening a pencil and talking to others. Depending on your expectations during independent work, this set of words always worked. You know the expectation, fix it and put that on repeat. Julie was a no-nonsense teacher, and kids played along easily. They met her expectation. You can also give students two choices. This comes from love and logic. We used it a lot while we were raising our grandsons for a couple of years. Complete your work now or complete it at recess. This has to be two choices that you can live with. When one of my grandsons refused to get dressed for school, the two choices were you can get dressed here or you can carry your clothes to school in a bag. He chose the bag, as I expected he would. Our kind-hearted principal met him at the door and chatted with him about the bag. Next day, he was dressed before we left. You may want to invest in a timer that all the kids can see. When is lunch? When are we going to recess? Or with tears, when is my mommy picking me up? We use these often in classrooms. Few kids have a sense of how long the school day is and how much longer they need to wait The timers that I'm talking about are usually about eight by eight or so with a red portion that shows how much more time and the satisfying ding at the end. Most students can push through something for five or 10 minutes if they can see the time. Whether we've let them choose their seats or we chose for them, it's likely that some are not in an optimal spot for learning. Two students too close to one another, put one in the back right corner and the other in the front left. Just my thoughts but I think all desks should still be facing forward until students develop the work habits they need to complete their work. It's just so much more fun to talk to friends when we're seated in groups. Isn't it so much more fun to talk to our neighbors when we're sitting in PD?
My uncle would keep a post-it note on his desk. He would make eye contact with the student he was tallying. Sometimes this was enough to help a student get back to learning mode. You can also put a post-it on their desk as well. Casually walk by, make a tally. Whisper that uh, when we get to three, we're going to have to talk about what to do. Another lesson I worked hard to learn from Love & Logic is you don't have to make a decision right now. I don't have to have a consequence ready, but I will be talking to the student and there will be a consequence to the behavior. Personally, for me, the hardest behavior is disrespect from students. My first reaction is to challenge it, to squash it, to show that I'm in charge and that this won't stand. It's best to take a deep breath, maybe a second, feel your feet on the floor and walk away. Our principal used to call this not picking up the rope, just walk away. Come back to it later when the cortisol levels for everyone are lower or pass it off to a counselor or a principal to handle it. As I've told you, we had methods classes, how to engage students in science, how to use manipulatives to teach math. We didn't learn about handle, how to handle disrespect. Your classroom management matters and it's hard work. Keep reflecting on what is working and what isn't. Write down three things each afternoon that worked, something that went well. You may have had a difficult first week. You may have wondered what you were thinking when you signed up for education courses. Fix what is broken. Remember, too, in these first weeks, it's about eye contact and relationships. It's about a smile exchange. It's about connecting with each kiddo. The few minutes you spend one-on-one with a child will remind you why you chose this profession. Kids really do say the darndest things. Focus on management this week. The easy things. Work before play. Saying thank you. Yes, some children need to be taught. Figure out what words you're going to put on repeat. We're going to have to talk about this later. You know the expectation. Fix it. We are working quietly now. Read the board. Check the timer. Management really is the hardest part. You will figure it out, but it takes weeks, months, maybe a year or two. Every teacher would benefit from having a second set of eyes and hands during the first month of school. That would help. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode.